In this week's Parsha, we have the very fascinating story how Avram Avinu sends his servant Eliezer um, to go find a wife for his son Yitzchak, Yitzchak Avinu. And um, Eliezer goes out and he goes, travels to Choron. And again, the Torah tells us where he comes to the uh, comes to the well of the, the water well where everyone would come to gather water. And he and he davens to Hashem, and he says he makes a sign. He asks Hashem. He says, "I'm here to find a suitable wife for my master's son, and uh, the girl who will come out, and I'll ask her if she can g- uh, give me some water, uh, draw water from the well for me, and if she'll give me water and give my camels water." So I'll see the kindness of this girl, and she will be the girl that I know that is destined for my master's son. And the Torah says that immediately, Terem Kila Lodaber, even before he finished saying the words of Estfila, Rivka walks out, and she's walking, coming to draw water from the well, and he asks her for water, and she gives it to him, and she gives it for all the camels. And it's at that point he recognizes that Hashem answers his Tfila, and ultimately, as the story continues, Rivka is going to travel back with Eliezer, and indeed marry Yitzchak and become the second of our matriarchs. And a beautiful story, but one of the amazing or special parts of the story is the immediacy um, of how his tefillah was answered. Um, All of us are accustomed that we daven, we pray to Hashem for one need or another. Um, We know without a doubt that Hashem listens to every tefillah, yet as far as being answered, sometimes they're answered quicker, sometimes slower. The amazing part of this story, the outstanding part, is that here he's, he prays, he says, says a tefillah for, uh, to Hashem, and the Torah makes the point of saying that the answer came so immediately, even before he finished saying his tefillah. And the Medrash has a very beautiful comment in the name of Reb Shimon Bar Yochai, the author of the Zohar. The Med- Reb Shimon Bar Yochai said that there are three people that we find in the Torah that they davened and were immediately answered. One is Eliezer Eved Avram, the story of this week's parsha. Eliezer, the servant of Avram, when he davened and is immediately answered. The next is Moshe Rabbeinu, and it's during when we have much later in the Chumash the revolt of Kairach, who comes together with many Jewish leaders and they revolt against uh, Moshe Rabbeinu and against his prophecies. And Moshe comes and he says, he warns them. He says, either you're going to follow, you're going to obey, or Hashem should create um, a new type of a creation and the ground should open up and swallow all of you. And the Torah says as soon as he finishes that request, that's exactly what happened, the ground opens up and swallows Kairach and all of those who followed him. So that's the second place where we find that type of immediacy in the response to the tefillah of the tzaddik. And the third place, says Rav Shimon Bar Yochai, is much later, and that's already in Tanakh, and that's with Shlomo HaMelech, when he built the first Beis HaMikdash, and the Beis HaMikdash was all built, and everything was ready. And Shlomo Davins, a whole tefillah to Hashem, asking for Hashem to show His presence to the Jewish people. And as soon as he finishes his davening, the, Navi, the Tanakh says, immediately the Divine Presence uh, was visibly, came down and was seen and experienced in the Beis HaMikdash through fire, or whatever else it was, but it was something that was immediate, and it was visible to all who were standing there. So these are the three events in the Torah. Rav Shun Bar Yechai says that the tzaddik prayed and the response was clear and was immediate.
But the fact that these are the three events from the entire Torah that this is told, that this is said about, that the tefillah brought about the immediate response, obviously tells us that there's some type of a common denominator between these three events. But although there's a common denominator, it's also important to point out that whereas in the two subsequent events, Moshe Rabbeinu with Korach, the story of Shlomo HaMalach with the Beis HaMikdash, there it says, as soon as he finished davening, Hashem responded. In our parsha, it says, even before Eliezer finished davening, Hashem already responded and gave him his answer, which means that in our parsha, it's even greater. So on the one hand, there is a common denominator of the three stories. Again, the story of Eliezer and Rivka, the story of Moshe and Kairach, the story of Shlom and the Besamikdash. But on the other hand, there's something even greater um, about our parsha of Eliezer, even more than the other two stories. So in short, a beautiful idea based on a talk of the Rebbe. And that is the following. When, when Moshe Rabbeinu was challenged in the story of Kairach, what was really being challenged was the concept of nevuah, of the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu. Korach said, you know, everyone's holy. Why do we have to listen to Moshe Rabbeinu? So what Moshe was defending was the idea that, that godliness can so much become part of a human being, so much part of a great tzaddik, that he becomes a prophet, and what he says is prophetic is the word of Hashem. So what was being challenged is the ability, so to speak, of Hashem to be so enclosed um, in the divine presence in a person, that that person becomes so holy to be like a prophet. When Shlom HaMelech was davening, he was asking also for godliness to come down into the special place, into the Beis HaMikdash. And that's what the tefillah was about, that Hashem should show that the Kedusha could come into this place. So if you think about it, the story of Kairach is the story, or the, the, the tefillah, the challenge of Kairach and the tefillah of Moshe was to, to prove that Hashem can come down and rest within a person, within a human being, within a tzaddik. The story of Shlomi and the Beis HaMikdash was the idea of Hashem coming down to rest in a holy place, in the Beis HaMikdash, that this becomes a divine house. What's the story of our parsha, Eliezer and Rivka? Yitzchak Avinu represents this, this tzaddik of ultimate holiness. He's born to Avram and Sarah. He's the first one born as a Jew ever, because his parents become the first Jews. He's the first born as a Jew, the first one to have a bris at eight days. He's brought up on the altar as a sacrifice and therefore becomes, attains a special level of Kedusha, so much so that he's the only person that we find was forbidden for him to leave the land of Eretz Yisrael. So Yitzchok represents the ultimate of Kedusha. Rivka, who's going to be his wife, grows up in a place that's immoral, that's decadent. She grows up to parents who are idolatrous and immoral people and dis very dishonest people. Um, so Rivka is really surrounded by the opposite of holiness and the opposite of everything that Yitzchak Avinu represents. The union of Yitzchak and Rivka represents the idea of being able to reveal Kedusha and holiness in every place in this world, even places that seem to be so negative and so immoral and so decadent and so dishonest and so antith antithetical to anything holy, but to recognize that within them there is a holy spark and there's holiness and there's goodness to be found everywhere. And everywhere can be, we can, we can move away the dirt, move away the dust and find the beauty and the goodness in everything. And that's really what the story of this week's parsha is all about. The greatest of tzaddikim, 
Yitzchak Avinu, who is in the land of Israel, has to be joined by someone who comes from the total opposite. A place that seems to be totally the opposite. A family that seems to be totally opposite. And yet there has to be the union and the, 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 uh, the completion of the greatest and holiest person can only be when he's able to find the Kedusha in areas where the Kedusha seems so far and so distant. So, to, to summarize, in the story of Moshe Rabbeinu, the tefillah was to bring out how Kedusha can rest on a person, on a great holy person like Moshe Rabbeinu. In the story of Shlomo HaMelech, the tefillah was to bring out how Kedusha can rest in a great holy place like the Beis HaMikdash. The story of our parasha supersedes both. It's a story how Kedusha can be found everywhere in this world even in houses and in places and in countries and amongst people that seem to be so unholy, even there there is holiness to be found, to be explored, to be brought out and revealed, and then it shines as brightly or brighter than even the holiest of places. And that's why the tefillah of this parsha is even greater and even more powerful than the tefillah in the other two parshas, as we mentioned. I want to conclude that this Shabbos, Shabbos Mevorchim of the month of Kislev, is annually the Kinos Ashluchim, the gathering of the Rebbe's emissaries in New York, who so much represent exactly this concept. The Rebbe sent his people, his Talmidim, his disciples, his Hasidim, men and women, to the four corners of the earth, not to be closeted in places that are holy, amongst people that are obviously holy, but to find the holiness, to find the Kedusha, to find the beauty in places that seemingly may not have had it. Places that seem to be very spiritually bereft. And yet the Rebbe sent the Shluchim that today number in the thousands, the thousands can Yirbu, to every corner of the earth to find, to, to reveal the Kedusha that there is in people, that there is in places, that there is in situations, and to make it shine and to make it bright until the whole world is illuminated with that brightness. And that's so connected with the idea of this parasha that we just explained, of Rivka, of that great, beautiful, holy soul that was found amongst places that didn't seem anything around that was holy. And yet, Eliezer was the shliach to be able to find and reveal that in that place. Have a wonderful Shabbos.